What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm currently sitting in my backyard in beautiful Squamish, BC. Super grateful. I'm looking out at the chief right now. It's pretty epic. Wish you all could see it. Anyway, today I have a good episode, a great episode, a fun episode with none other than the heat broker. Okay? The heat broker's pushing forward. His tagline is I sell nostalgia. And he truly does that for the new generation coming into the vintage game. I respect that. Not bound by any time period or age and uh, really selling what he likes. And I do respect that. And this is a great episode. But before we get into today's episode, I'm going to get back to doing some vintage news. It's been a minute and I haven't really done that in a while. Okay. Rose Bowl. Let's talk some Rose Bowl talk here, guys. The Rose Bowl in my opinion, is not going to happen in 2020, okay? Let me tell you the story here. I posted something on my Instagram that the Rose Bowl was done for 2020 because I heard from a good friend that he heard from RG Canning when he called the head office that they were not going to open for the rest of the year. And the basis of this decision was that either the governor of California or the mayor of LA had said, we're not going to allow gatherings of more than 50 people. Now, the Rose Bowl gets 20,000 people per event. So way over the threshold there of a safe uh, number of people to be together for who knows how long. Um, but then when I posted it, I started to get a lot of hate on it. RG Canning's social team, I have no idea who runs their Instagram, but they commented, we're taking it day by day. Of course you're taking it day by day. Who isn't taking it day by day? We're all taking it day by day. Um, but in my opinion, I believe the Rose Bowl probably will not happen. Definitely not this summer. And you know, possibly not for the rest of the year. Now, this is not fact. This is opinion and what I've heard from other people. So take it for what you want. Okay, viral flea markets, the new trend in vintage online selling. This has been popping off thanks to 1980-something co. He started it. I got into the first one, which was like, I don't know, third week of lockdown. Wicked idea once again um, by Chris. Uh, it was really cool. He goes live with a lot of sellers. And, you know, everyone can show their stuff. You can direct people to your websites or just kind of sell through your IG stories. Um, however it works, it was a fun event. It's kind of bringing the community together during this time virtually. And a lot of other people have done it. The WWVSE did, has been doing it. Uh, Chris is doing it now every Sunday. You can apply to be in his. Uh, and I'm sure there's other ones popping up. So keep your eye out for more virtual fleas. And on the uh, topic of online sales, they are popping. If you're a vintage reseller, you need to be pumping, pumping, pumping your listings right now, pumping your postings because it is going off. People are still shopping. There is no slowdown. I would never have thought it would have gone this long. I'm kind of still shocked how things are still selling. Nobody's really gotten tight with their money yet, which is crazy. Of course, people got those stimulus checks and that was a big boost in sales and um, yeah, it's, it's going. So there's no excuse for you right now to have a death pile. If you have a death pile in your house, this is the time to list it, list it on eBay, post it on Instagram, get it done because you'll never have another opportunity with such a slowdown in picking possibilities to actually get through your death pile. So crush your death pile people. Um, I recently launched a fundraiser on Frankie Collective, my company's, uh, my company Frankie Collective site. We did a fundraiser. We took animal t-shirts and we printed uh, Grateful Dead-esque 
uh, graphic that Alpo Snow created. I or sorry, Grateful to Survive Earth Day 2020. Um, sort of a play on the state of the world right now. And I'll post a pic here on the YouTube vid anyway, but uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, go check that out. And we gave away all the money, 100% of proceeds we gave to Sway So Shop, who is a fellow reworker out of LA. She's crushing it. She did all the Patagonia Warnware upcycled program that recently dropped. And she turned her whole facility into making surgical grade masks for frontline workers around Southern California and basically anywhere people needed them. So $1 raised through that. Well, $1 raised from her is equals one mask. So all the proceeds from this grateful t-shirt project that we just dropped on Frankie is going towards her program to create surgical grade masks for frontline workers. So I was happy to be able to be a part of that. This is the first uh, fundraiser we did for Corona relief and relief in the world in general right now, but you know, better late than never. And I'm glad I could do that. I didn't want to do like a partial thing. I just wanted to give all the money to her. She can, and cause she's doing great things and I really believe in her. Now, the other thing is, this was an Earth Day fundraiser, but you know, I believe, and I, I used to have the attitude that fuck everybody I'm going to give money to Planet. I want to give money to, you know, to Surfrider Foundation or WWE or all these places that are helping animals and the planet. But in reality, if we can't help the people and the people can't take care of themselves, they're never going to help the planet. It's like if a poacher in Africa can't feed his family and can't find another job, he's going to continue to kill animals to feed his family. And that, is human nature and that's going to continue to happen if um there's no system to take care of garbage in asia they're just going to continue to throw it in the rivers and it's going to flood out to the ocean like there's all these things in, in place that like people are ruining the world we have to help the people before they can help the planet so we decided we're, we're going to donate to Swayso shop she's helping people get through this pandemic and then we can get back to donating money to helping the planet and all that good stuff. I, I want to do more fundraisers. I really, I really like giving money to causes that I believe in. So if you did cop that um, grateful t-shirt, I'm, I am grateful. Thank you very much. Um, okay. I want to talk about my mastermind program a little bit. We're just over a month into the mastermind program. Now there's some really amazing members involved. We've been helping each other. We've been learning together. Um, and the, the format of it is that you know, the basis is on Facebook, but we, we share on Facebook. And then once a week we go on zoom and we talk about different topics and we work together. We have breakout groups that we can like mastermind and brainstorm together and get input from the group. Um, we do weekly challenges or assignments where we have to like go out and try different things to like expand our horizon, expand our knowledge, expand our reach, whatever it's, whatever it is that week. Um, we broke people out into accountability groups, which is smaller, tighter groups of people who now share each other's goals and work together and keep each other accountable. That's huge. A lot of us just fall, you know, procrastination is a bitch and we just kind of fall and forget about our stuff. But when you have a group of people who are pushing you to accomplish your goals, it really, really helps. Um, and then we're sharing tidbits about vintage knowledge, about what we know, tricks, tricks and tips for listing and posting and just anything and everything. But the group is, it's, it's a loose format, but it's, 
it does have a format and it's really working and I made it very accessible. I made it very affordable and accessible. If you've been thinking about possibly hitting me up to join the group, uh, please do so. You can join at any time and you can go back to all the Zooms we've done, the lives we've done and, and review them and uh, get involved and get amongst it because it's been helpful, had great feedback from a lot of the members and we want to see you in the group. If you're positive, if you're willing to help, if you're ready to big up your business. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is the Heat Broker. We talk about the new wave of t-shirt selling. We talk about um, Instagram selling. Talk about, you know, low ballers in the DMs. It's a fun episode. Had a good chat with him. Um, he's the founder of Vintage Community Memes. So here we go. Let's chat. Hey, dude thanks for coming on the show man i appreciate it no problem thank you for having me dude for sure man um yeah i'll just give you a quick, quick quick intro here you are the heat broker aka corbin what's your last name smith corbin smith residing out of az right yep i'm in uh west side uh arizona i'm in a city called buckeye nobody ever comes out here <laughs> buckeye that's a sick name dude <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a dry desert out there, so nobody wants to come out there. <laughs> so what the hell's going on in Buckeye, man? Literally nothing. Just me on eBay. That's the only important thing going on in Buckeye right now. <laughs> me sniping. That's cool. So how far are you from like the nearest nearest city? Uh, well, Phoenix is probably like twenty minutes uh, east of me, so not oh, that far. That's chilling. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've met at the Rose Bowl one time months ago before they locked down the world and we could actually go to flea markets. It was a glorious yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, sucks, man. That shit was crazy. So how are you holding up in lockdown, man? Uh I mean I'm holding up. I mean, none I mean, I'm not like miserable or anything. People are making it seem like they're miserable, but I I know some people are, but I'm just living life, you know, just chilling. <laughs> it's it's a life yeah. to me. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're a sniper, so you're home a lot anyway, doing your thing. But for people that like go out a lot or people that live in apartments, you live in an apartment or a house? I live in a house. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of key. Like if you can leave and have space and. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really, yeah, I never really was one to like leave the house either way. So I was like always inside before the shit happened. So yeah, nothing really changed for me. Oh, there you go, man. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, I look at you as like you're killing it right now. I appreciate what you're doing. You're Thank like you, pushing forward in the vintage scene. Um, you know, you're like leader of the new school. That's what I call it. <laughs> that leader. means a lot, bro. Leader of the new school. Thank you, man. Um, 
and I and I think it's cool because I think it like you know I I understand it. I I grasp the, the the market's always changing. It's like nothing ever stays the same. You got to like understand this in the world. Thanks. That's with everything, not just the business. That's like life. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Um, so, like, give us your rundown. Like, how long ago did you get in the game? Like, what did you start really appreciating, and then like how it's evolved? Yeah, uh, I got into the game in November of 2016, so not long ago at all. Like, probably four years ago. And uh, I got into it because of, it sounds cliche, but I tell everybody this, I got into it because of round two videos. Yeah, yeah. I, I started yeah. watching, I, I watching, uh, was watching Sean do his thing. And I was like, who is this guy? He's like, he's selling, he's selling clothes that I like that I didn't know it had, that had value. And I was so like, wow. Wait, did you follow him because he was a sneakerhead before and you were into sneakers or did you see him just kind of out of the blue? I saw him out of the blue. Yeah, I didn't know who he was until like randomly I came across his page on Instagram, like his his uh, his personal page, not the round two page. And then from there, I just from, it was like a history pretty much for me. Do you remember like when you first started following Sean, like how many followers he had back then? It was it was uh, probably I don't remember the exact number, but it was definitely under half a million. It was definitely under half a million. Yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. That's wild, man. And so what, so when you started picking, I guess, because I've listened to some other podcasts, so, um, or I, I've seen your stat traders, but you started going to bins originally, right? Uh, actually, I, <laughs> Matt Bins, I was in the uh, Goodwills. I've been to the bins one time my whole life and I didn't like it. Like, it wasn't for me. So I was in the Goodwills, uh, Savers, uh, freaking uh, Va- Value Villages. Uh, yeah, all of those, you know, the, the yeah. stores, but yeah. Give us like that learning curve because you probably like jumped into it after seeing Sean's shit without like much experience in the game and like understanding of like what it was. Yeah. So like, how was those first few trips to the thrift? Like, were you finding stuff? Uh, no, I was not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, That shit was like, I was like, man, yeah, I guess it's not as easy as it looks, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it took me like probably a half a month until I found my first good piece. It was a, a hookup shirt. And I uh, found it for three ninety nine. Flipped it for like sixty bucks. That was your first that, piece. Well, that was my first good piece. I yeah. found a, bu- a bunch of bullshit, but that was my first good piece. Yeah. Sick, and, dude. Yeah. And sixty bucks, and now it's three hundred bucks. <laughs> You're telling me, yeah, dude. I, I wish I could still buy it for sixty bucks. Fuck. I mean, I'm wishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, um, so like I said, like you're pushing like different vintage than a lot of people you're pushing like into a different realm you're like mm-hmm. heavy on heavy on the snack tees which <laughs> yeah. i can appreciate you're heavy on the video game tees yes, um sir. so give us like your day-to-day now like wh- how do you buy how do you sell like mm-hmm. and what kind of stuff you look for what, what's what like how do you you know mm. how does it take yeah you, uh well the way i find my stuff i just be on i mean i'd be on ebay all day ebay depop etsy uh grailed all the platforms yeah. I, i'm on my phone i'm on my phone 24 7 so to my girl it seems like i'm ignoring her you know what i'm saying <laughs> but Dude, you know, I, trust me i know what that's like yeah yeah but yeah besides that, i'm yeah. working i'm working baby i'm bringing the money right now <laughs> exactly she doesn't understand but but yeah uh besides that how i sell my stuff man uh i mean i just post it on my page and I have a buy now price when somebody comes in the DMs. If they want it, they buy it. <laughs> they, they don't. If they I'm taxing, then I just go to the next person. So every, you know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And how often does, does that happen a lot? 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah. But like in the beginning, when I first started, it was like a, a, I was pretty sensitive to it. I was like, man, I'm getting all these haters. Like I'm pricing my stuff at a price that I, I want to sell my stuff at, but people don't understand that this is how I feel about my stuff. This, yeah. this, this goes for everybody. This goes for you, everybody who sell, who resells. You know, it, it depends on how much you care about the piece that you that you're selling, I guess. But I mean, nobody really understands that nowadays. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's the people who pay do, I guess. And yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you're hating on it. Like, you know, I talk about this a lot too, but there's different pages for different niches, right? And if you have your niche, your niche is like, like, you know, like you, you call, you say you sell nostalgia, right? So you're yes, trying sir. to hit on these, like these memories of kids that are like kind of your age, right? Yeah, yeah. I was born in '93, uh, so I'm not that old at all. Yeah. So you look at like you're selling like mid '90s to like early 2000s. Yeah. Which um hits on like a, the the memory banks, man. It is nostalgia. That's what people remember, and it's like mm-hmm. it's a feeling that you that you get from seeing the pieces, you know? Exactly. And it, it doesn't matter what what year. Like I like when I got into the game, I got a lot of hate for like me calling stuff vintage when it wasn't really vintage. And I understand that because who who wants to like buy something that's not considered really vintage? And I was I was calling like an O2 shirt vintage and shit. But now I understand. Yeah. And now that's why I switched it up. So like I sell nostalgia. Like I don't sell purely vintage. I sell nostalgia. So yeah. So then like, what is vintage like in your in your mind? Like, explain it like how you see it. Mm. Uh. Well, I guess the is uh I mean, I always thought it was twenty years yeah. from this this, this moment. Okay. But I mean that's like the overall aspect that's like what everybody thinks I think, but I don't really like to think that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean when when I look at it, I call it like eighteen eighteen years, but also okay. I'm kinda with you on the fact like I don't just sell things that are eighteen years or older. I don't care. If it's cool, mm-hmm. I'm gonna sell it. If I find like something sick that was made like last week, I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to leave it behind. It's yeah. Rad. And somebody wants it. And you know, that goes for like the reworking too. Like all the stuff we reworked for Frankie, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be old. Cause essentially our mission is to m- more so be recycling. Thanks. So if okay. I can recycle something that's like 10 years old, I'm going to do it versus it doesn't have to be 20 years old, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, like I found one of, one of my best pieces from you at Rose Bowl, uh, me and the homie who's here right now, he's with me. Uh, and it wasn't vintage at all by any means. And it was one of my best sales. Uh, that Soldier Boy cranked that tell him so Soldier Boy tell him shirt. Found it at your booth, and I was like, "Wow, this is a 2006 shirt, and I'm pretty sure I can sell this for." I, I sold it for like 150. Nice. But, but yeah. yeah, it was it, like that. That brings back that hype memory, man. Of like exactly. The times. That's rad exactly. that you got it at my booth. That was that same day I met you. Uh, it could have been, no, I met you, like, I met you without you actually meeting me a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you just came in the booth and we never, like, chopped it up. Exactly. Oh, no shit. Yeah. But that's how it goes, though, because I'm I'm not paying attention, man. (laughs) You're a busy man. Yeah, you're a busy man. It's all good. Um, okay, so, as far as your social, your Instagram, you're, like, what, 50K now? You just hit 50K, right? Just hit 50K, yes, sir. Okay. It's kind of a crazy world we live in, because... 50k is like the top of the top for vintage dealers sort of like unless you're talking sean but he's not he's like you could call him a sneakerhead (laughs) yeah he's another he's another level right and like yeah 
that I mean that in all the most respectful way. Like he's he's a vintage guy, but he's a sneakerhead too, right? So do you know any accounts that are bigger than like Chris in vintage right now? Uh not not solo like person accounts. I know stores that have more followers than Chris, but not like a like a one person running an account. Nah, I don't yeah. know anybody. Okay. So you're Chris. like you're like you guys are like the top. So do you got tips on how to build how did you build that? Like how like obviously there's some there's some luck, there's what you posted, there's some organic things, but like do you have any tips on like how you got there and like Yeah. Uh it was yeah like you just said it was definitely a lot of it was came up to, to luck uh but i mean my tips i can say i guess just be genuine with what, what you post and actually show that you're interested in what you're posting because i noticed that when i started doing that and with my captions like i would be like i'll post a shirt and i'll explain like oh my god this means so much to me blah 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 this and that for whatever reason it is and people gravitate towards that, you know, because they're like, oh, this guy is actually, like, he he means what he's posting. He, like, actually loves what he's posting, I guess. So, it's not no, like, fugazi-ass shit. So, people love that. So, that's, like, one way to build your following. Just be organic with what you love and what you post. Uh, besides that, um, yeah, just keep sourcing. Like, keep, try to, <laughs> try to go, try to, expand your horizons pretty much don't stay in one spot like if i would have stayed in arizona my whole life i would have never been the spot where i'm at right now because i made so many connections going to california and all that good shit so yeah uh yeah don't limit yourself yeah i love that man um i think that does shine through and i when i follow your when i when i see your posts i I notice that and you you do seem very genuine and you're very into what you're posting which is sick i appreciate that and i feel like yeah it resonates with people because it's like they can relate to that mm-hmm. and it, it it's more important. It tells your story. It's like, they know who you are. Yes, sir. And that's like, brings people along. Cause there's so many accounts that are generic and you don't ever know who it is or what they're about, but mm-hmm. they want to mm-hmm. like follow along with your life kind of right. <laughs> True. Yeah. That's how it is. And you're right. Like the whole situational thing. I tell people this all the time, like get out of your comfort zone. Like if, if business is better in one zone, like go check it out. Like, and I, you mm-hmm. know, we're in Canada, right? Like I'm in Vancouver okay yeah. it's not the, like the highest fashion city in the world it's not even close and it took us going to LA all the time to do business to like get inspired to like do different shit and interesting shit and meet people you know facts so I feel that big time dude that's good yeah I'm, yeah you you were uh one of the first uh accounts that I, I was following when I first started, got into the game like oh this guy is <laughs> this guy's a goat apparently because you know you know about all the good shit like you know about like you had a lot of experience with this shit so you're one of def- you're one of definitely the goats in this stuff so I appreciate you <laughs> thanks dude thanks dude yeah I appreciate that um okay <laughs> tell us about your uh memes account uh <laughs> yeah that memes account that uh it came about out of out of boredom <laughs> but it, it, it turned into something that I didn't expect it to turn into. People love it. Like I just, I just get DMs from people, from like random people submitting their memes that they created. And if they're, if they're funny enough to me, then I post them. If, if I think they're fucking stupid, then I don't post them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's my question. Obviously it's called vintage community memes. If you don't follow it, go follow it. Uh, yeah. Super, super funny. And how many are you getting like daily and how many are you posting? 
Uh, daily, actually, I don't get like I probably nowadays I probably get like one every three days to be honest. Oh, really? Because yeah, I don't because I think nobody's really coming up with any good ones because all the good ones have been thought of already, in my opinion. You need some new <laughs> but, ones, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, the the memes have slowed down. They slowed down for sure. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sending out the call to anybody listening to this podcast to make some damn memes and send them to this man so we can get some laughs going. We all need laughs in lockdown. True. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I agree. I, I want people to send me memes, but yeah, it's, uh, some of them are like, I get some that are just offensive. Like they're just not funny. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, totally. I just can't, I can't post the type of shit. So good for you, man. Um, question. <laughs> Has, so what's been the most controversial one that you have posted in? Like, is there any like battles in the, in the DM or in the, in the threads that were like heavy? <laughs> Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think. There's been so many posts where the comments have just gone crazy because people are disagreeing with, with each other. They're like, no, you're, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. And people were like going back and forth and shit. So yeah, that happens a lot. Besides that. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. Uh, I love going down some of those threads, man. It's awesome. Same. <laughs> it's, 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 it's entertainment for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's always two sides to it, man. Um, okay, I gotta bring this up. So I'm I'm technically an old head. I'm pushing forty now. For sure. Old head is like, how old are you? You're like in your twenties, right? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay, so you're like you're almost thirty. You're late twenties. You, man, you was thirteen when I was born. Stop acting like you was an old head. It's all good. <laughs> okay, so that's what I ask. Like, what does old head mean to like the young community? Mm, well, I'm not sure if I can speak for everybody else, but for me. An old head is just a mentality. It's not. <laughs> it's not like your actual age, <laughs> to be honest. Like it's it's just how you how you uh, how you treat or not treat yourself. How you sh like show your. I don't know how how do I explain this. Like yeah, yeah. It's like the attitude. It's like how you yeah, view, how you view it. How you how you view things. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna be a like. No, all these young kids don't know what they're fucking talking about. Then that's not cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Totally. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like I talked about this recently, but about educating. It's like you were saying. Like you get a lot of DMs with people like who are don't get your price right because they don't understand the business right, and they're like they don't understand like this is like a rare piece. It's a hot piece. People want it. How yeah. do you handle those? Like what? Like in your communications with people. <clears throat> um well i just well nowadays i just say okay uh, <laughs> yeah. you pass on it i mean sometimes they'll be a dick about it and that's that's what makes me go off on somebody you know what i'm yeah. saying like all somebody has a customer to say will be a dick about it like you're crazy you're, you're you know yeah you know you, okay. you already know yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm pretty sure you've gone through it hundreds of times like somebody will be like you're asking that much on this this can't, I can find this somewhere else for this much or blah, 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 this and that. And I'll just tell them, yo, uh, okay, then go find it somewhere else. Then that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, fair besides, that, yeah, besides that, man, people come to my DMs every day and they're like, how much? And I'm like, it's this. And they're like, you're fucking tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to say shit like that. That's what, like, irks me. But. yeah i know it is annoying when when people ghost too like it's like i started i started to like instill like etiquette where i'm like even if i if i dm and then they give me a price that i'm like okay that's too mm -hmm. high for me yeah I, like you know thanks i appreciate it but i'm out like i'm not in 
Exactly. It was like, I used to ghost people a bit, I admit it. And I'd be like, cause I'd just be like, ah, I'm dead, that conversation. But then, yeah. I, then when people ghost me, I get so pissed. So I'm like, fuck, I, can't, I gotta <laughs> stop betting. I gotta stop ghosting people. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, no, I've been through that. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've ghosted people before too. And I understand how, how it feels. So yeah. <laughs> this is annoying. Um, okay, so I gotta ask a couple more questions here. Go for it. What's the highest price you've ever paid on a piece? It was recent. Uh, I paid 700 for a shirt. Well, you gotta tell us what it is. I <laughs> do. <laughs> All right, I guess, yeah. It's, it's uh, SWAT Cats. SWAT Cats? Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, oh, it's a 90, 1994 cartoon, Hanna-Barbera. It's an all over print shirt. Yeah. It's an obscure ass shirt. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really That's crazy. I mean, see that I understand that the market's going there and I like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's rad because like that stuff, you know, there's probably times when I would have not even bought. Well, I mean, if it was all over print, even back in the day, I would have bought it, but yeah. Um, <laughs> the cartoon stuff is going up fast. eh? like, what yep. do you see as like the next, the next thing to hit? Uh, Hmm, good question. I mean, right now, it's obviously the cartoon stuff that's going up. It's just, uh, I don't know, movie stuff has always been good, but I think movie stuff is going astronomically crazy right now because and of, like, uh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, because, uh, like, the mask, like, mask shirts in general, Jim Carrey. Yeah. They're up, they're up uh, to, like, seven to nine hundred right now. Yo, it's a, I have some friends paying a rack and shit for mask yeah. shirts and shit. And it's just, it's just like, I, I would never pay that much for that, for those shirts, but that's where it's going now. But know? then with a the movie thing, it's very subjective, right? Because it's like only certain films, only certain like 90s films, certain graphics. Mm -hmm. And same with the cartoon. Like it's always the big print or like the all over prints that are going. Mm -hmm. um, I find them, yeah, the, I, and like for me too, there's been some people telling me they've sold movie tees for like crazy money lately. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. yeah. And then, but there's some movie tees that are still like harder to sell. It just depends the film. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah, it all depends on the person who sees it, the shirt, you know? <laughs> I can sell a fucking incredible shirt for 40 bucks, but it's probably a $5 shirt to somebody else, you know? Yeah, <laughs> true. True, good <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's the game, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh, Future Pass NYC, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. He has. He has a uh, Fifth Element like po uh, movie poster shirt that I've I've actually I'm embarrassed to say that I've offered over what I would ever like pay for a shirt for that shirt, <laughs> but yeah I've, I've offered a crazy amount for that shirt. He still wouldn't he wasn't going for it. He was like yeah I'm keeping this shit. Nah sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I heard. I heard that shirt. I like I know someone who sold one for like crazy money, and I'm like damn. And, and it was a lot. I can't really say because it's like. He's, okay. gonna he's gonna be pissed um okay. but um he didn't even expect that he got thrown the offer and he didn't even he wasn't even fishing for the offer mm -hmm. he was kind of like i'm keeping it and then the offer fucking went went nuts that's the best for for for, for spellers that's the best feeling in the world <laughs> yeah no you're like you're like i was thinking 200 and they gave me 1500 or like a thousand yeah. you're like shit <laughs> that's great that's awesome <laughs> totally even though I'm like still an advocate against like the whole shoot me an offer mentality. Mm -hmm. But like, if it happens, fuck, it's good. Yeah, you can't control it. Like if you're not asking for somebody to shoot you offers, I respect that. If somebody throws your offer on their terms, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, the, the most I've ever gotten for a t-shirt 
uh, was something I wasn't going to sell, but they just okay. kept, they kept coming. They kept coming, kept coming day after day. Like, and like, it kept going up and up. And then it hit a number where I was like, I got to be insane not to take yeah. this. Money. You know what I mean? That's amazing. So yeah, shit happens. Okay. So you told me the most you've paid. What's the mm -hmm. most you've ever sold the tea for? Uh, the most I ever sold a shirt for was 1000 and uh, that was how your situation was. Somebody, it was not, not for sale, and somebody yeah. threw me an offer. So, yeah. It was a Rugrats, a Rugrats shirt. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Was it like what, like a big print long sleeve type joint? It was, it was uh, all over print. Uh, it was a short sleeve bootleg for sure. Uh, the dude who, who bought it off me played for the OKC Thunder. Uh, yeah, he yeah. just threw me, he just threw me that number at me. I was like, for sure, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I see a lot of, I always find those like in the rag house, but they're like the printed on tags, like the reissue ones. Yeah. And, like, I guess it's also, you know, that's another thing about the cartoon stuff. That's the good adult sizes are super rare, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of the sizes you see out there are like tiny kid sizes. We're talking like extra small yeah. kids or small kids. And it's like only going to fit like a tiny girl. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of the key with that shit. That runs up the price for the adult size shit too, because it's like, oh, you never see this in an adult size. So people, the people who realize that, they'll pay up. They'll pay up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I, I talk about sometimes too. It's like, people will see, so they'll see an adult size shirt sell for that money, right? And yeah. then they'll have like some crappy size, some worse print, and they'll be like, no, but this one sold for five hundred. Mine should be five hundred. And you're like, nah, yours is like ridiculous yeah yours is like 50 bucks yeah exactly people don't understand some people don't um okay we're gonna play a quick game okay for sure this is would you rather okay let's do it okay <laughs> would you rather have a fear and loathing mosquito head or a, a bit the big print street fighter with all the characters a big print street fighter all day all right okay that was an obvious one for you <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have a Forrest Gump tea or Back to the Future tea? Uh, Forrest Gump. Okay. Now this gets into the snack realm here, okay? Michelle, let's do it. <laughs> We're talking Tony the Tiger big print versus Chester Cheeto big print. Uh, Tony the Tiger for sure. I've seen a Chester Cheeto big print all the time. That's just whack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying to put together like you know, similar characters here. Okay, yeah, this is a good one. The icy bear from like the icy slushies or the slush puppy character from the slushies? Uh, uh, icy bear, the icy bear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's like him like surfing and all those ones. I, like I love those. Yeah, the, the, the red and blue and the white and yeah. All Have you had that before, the icy bear? Uh, not Well, no, nah, I haven't, but I'm looking for one. <laughs> You've had Tony Tiger though, right? I've had, I've had, not a big print though, simple ass shirt. It's like the Tony the Tiger ones will have like the, the cereal and then him or like? Uh, yeah, the one I had was just Tony. He was like a tiny ass print on the middle of the shirt and he had like a spoon in his hand. It was nothing crazy at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, last up. The Keebler Elves or the or Snap, <laughs> snap Crackle and Pop? <laughs> Yo, I love the Keebler so much, but I hardly ever come across Snap Crackle and Pop shirts, so I'm gonna have to go with that one, yeah. All right, all right. That was that was the that was the snack edition of Would You Rather. Hell yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was <what's> up. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like you're the first guy I've seen 
hype on snack shirts and like soda shirts and like <laughs> chips and pop and stuff. And I'm like, that's so cool because it is nostalgic, man. You know, everyone like who doesn't know that shit from when they're yeah. I love the uh, another thing I, I want to say is like I love fast food, like the '90s fast food like aesthetic. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about, like how like in the '90s, like most like food places, like they seem like fun places to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like McDonald's back in the day. I'm not sure how it was in Canada, but McDonald's, okay. like it was like the place like our parents. They'd be like, "You want McDonald's? Hell yeah, let's go to McDonald's." You Dude, know what I'm saying? Like, legit. It's like, not how it is anymore. I can remember, even when I was young, so probably like early 90s, like 10 years yeah. old. I was born in 1980. So I was going to McDonald's even in the 80s. But yeah, okay. my mom would take me to McDonald's and it was like an outing, dude. I'd be stoked, <laughs> get a Big Mac, get the Happy Meal and it came in the box. And then the toys back then too were like hype. Yeah. So like the toys were sick, you know? And They were fire, yeah. It was yeah. an experience, dude. And it didn't have like the negative, like... uh I, I don't know. It wasn't as negative as people look at it today at all. Yeah. People stray away from McDonald's because, I mean, I mean, I understand it's like unhealthy, obviously, but it's like. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're a kid, you don't think about that. You're like, just still. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. It was, it was definitely an experience. I remember having birthday parties at McDonald's. My mom would take yeah. us to like, yeah. like the whole group would go to McDonald's and we'd like go to a movie or something, you know? Yeah, I remember McDonald's having Nintendo 64s with the, with the, the games in the play place. They can play the games in the, in the play place. Like, they don't have those no more. <laughs> that's legit. Kids would be lined Hell up for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's your Grail video game tee? Ooh like that I know exists or that, that, I, that I don't know exists because that's, that's two different questions. Okay, like, well, give us, give, give us both. Because the one that I'm looking for that I don't know exists is a, a Wave Race 64 shirt. It's a, okay. game, a game for the 64. Besides that one, one that I know exists is a um, Helene. What, what, what's, a, what's a crazy video game shirt I'm looking for right now? That... Crazy ones that you're looking for? You, you know, what, what's a... Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tomb Raider. There's a bootleg Tomb Raider shirt. Oh yeah. That this one that the homie got. Oh my goodness. I need that in my life. He nice. wanted to go. He the way the wave racer was like the speedboat race one, right? You already know. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they had arcade versions of that too, did they not? I believe there was a version that came out before that one. So you could be right. I I'm I'm all enough to be honest with you. I used to kill that game called like um it was a car racing game, like American uh, it was a USA uh, cruise in USA. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever seen a cruise in USA? T? I, 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 no, I, have you seen a cruise in USA shirt before? Mm -hmm. I mean, no, nah, we haven't. Nah, dude, that game was so fun. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that'd be okay. That's, that's on my list now. If you look for it, that's on the list. That's yeah. on my list now. I just thought about it. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know. <laughs> obviously, like the um, NBA Jams, the popular one, we have that arcade in my store. Yeah, it's a good the one. Four, the good four players too. sick. The four players sick. Yeah, I love that one. My favorite system of all time is the PS1, though. Nice. The, the, the first PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a PS1. They had, like, Tony Hawk. The original Tony Hawk's was PS1. Yeah. It was, like, a snowboard game I used to fuck with for PS1. Cool, I still uh, have... Cool Borders? Cool Borders? Cool borders. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I love it. I wonder if there's a cool border shirt, dude. There is. There is. Oh, now you got to be thinking about all these shirts on you. <laughs> <laughs> there's one out there, yeah. I've seen the one before. <laughs> Sick. 
All right, it's man. Fun. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna end it on the challenge. You got a challenge? You want to shout out to the to the viewers here? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I was thinking about that when you told me this earlier. Uh, but the challenge I have for the viewers out there: try to. I mean, I guess this applies more more so for the newer vintage people. But try to price your stuff at the price that you want to price it at. Don't try to get advice, or don't try to look for advice on how to price your stuff. Price it at what you feel like you want to get a good profit on or how much you care about the piece. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to nobody else's opinion. Just price yourself the way you want to. That's, that's my challenge for you guys. Please challenge yourself to do that. <laughs> so you're saying like price it to the value that you think it's worth, that you think exactly. it's worth to you and that like exactly. just go for it. Yes, sir. No, no, no matter if, it's, if you think it's too high or if you think it's too low, if you, it's, it should be on you, not nobody else. That's all I'm trying to say. Word. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, everybody go follow the Heat Broker. Everybody <laughs> go follow Vintage Community Memes. You yeah, got any, yeah. uh, you, anybody want to shout out? Any last words? For sure. Yeah. Shout out to you, Drew. Thank you, dude. For letting me be on here. Yeah, you didn't have to do this, so I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to the homie Haleem, King of the Hill Vintage. Everybody follow him. Uh, shout out to, I got like three more shout outs. Yep. Shout out to Chris, 1980 something co. Without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Shout out to uh, Nate, Rebound Classics. And last but not least, shout out to my mom. She don't got an Instagram, but I love her, so shout out. <laughs> yeah, that's the mom. We got to give mom love. That's, that's the most important. One last question I got before we leave here. Okay, talking back to like your Instagram growth. Chris is, Chris is a G. Chris is like, I look at Chris. He's like very creative guy. He's doing all these interesting things in the business, so... Yeah, Chris, of course. I, of course. I haven't actually got him on the show, but I'm going to do it. Um, was there like any point in your Instagram growth that like ju jumped you? Like was being on Stash Raiders like was, did it flood yeah. in followers or like was it kind of trickle in or was there any points where it was like this boo boosted me? Yeah, at that point, I, I can tell you exactly where it boosted. Like when I was on the round two, the last round two episode before they started them up again, like, like the one that was like, I think this was the beginning of 2019. I was okay. on their episode and I got hella followers off of that shit. That was, and I didn't even have my, I didn't even have my handle like on the screen. I, I said it like, I was like, he broke her AZ, follow me. And that gave me like, that gave me like at least 500 to 600 followers like in one day. Sick. Uh, yeah, cause a lot of times they post it on the screen, right? Yeah, they, they didn't do that for me. <laughs> So the lesson there, folks, is don't be afraid to self-promote. Give yourself exactly. a shout-out. Give yourself a shout-out. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, that helped out a lot. Yeah, for sure, though. That's sick. Okay, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Damn, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate – I use the word appreciate so much, but, yeah, you already know. I appreciate you, dog, for sure. All right. We're going to end it there. We'll talk soon. For sure. Thank you. Another episode in the book. Stay tuned. I'll be dropping lots more episodes soon. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the channel. Please share it with your friends. It means a lot. And if you really are into it, please leave me a review. It helps more people find this podcast. I truly appreciate it. Be safe, everyone. Hope you're all healthy. Hope you're all happy and healthy. <laughs>